You've been too gone for too long. It's too late to come back now. It's been so long since you walked out my door. Now you're just an old song nobody sings anymore. I found a new love and she's a true love. But darling, how could you have known? Cause you've been too gone for too long. Now it's too late to come back home. Uh, hello again, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Maxwell Ivy. Max to my friends and clients. And some of you may know me as Mr. Midway or the Blind Blogger. And today I want to talk to you about setting and achieving goals. And more importantly, I want to talk to you about one specific aspect of it that I think keeps people from actually accomplishing their goals. Uh, we could talk about setting reasonable, attainable, verifiable goals. I'm sure you've all heard those mentioned before. We could talk about having an accountability partner or sharing your goals online so that you know you have an audience that's watching over your shoulder and keeping you motivated towards your goal. But what I think we really need to talk about is uh, how many people there are who don't take that final step because they're waiting on perfect perfection. Now, there's nothing wrong with striving for perfection and seeking perfection, but if waiting on things to be absolutely perfect is keeping you from embracing something that's very good, excellent, amazing, even miraculous in your own life, then that's where the problem comes in. And I thought I'd share a couple of things in my own life that will give you some good examples, and hopefully I can help you avoid this pitfall. Now, many of you know that I come from a carnival background, and my family personally, we never had more than about seven or eight rides. So as a small carnival, we had simple goals. We were there to provide a clean, safe carnival atmosphere and to make opening without getting anyone hurt or damaging any of the equipment. So perfection is not something that I was much accustomed with or familiar with back when we were still running the carnival. Uh, if we were somewhere for two weeks at a time, we might have gotten close to it the second week. But uh, I remember one specific time we were working an event, a family reunion at Juneteenth Celebration in Burton, Texas. And we had been going there for several years. We rented them the rides, and then we set up the games and the food, and we were allowed to keep whatever we grossed. Uh, we never really grossed much money there with the games or, or food, so... Uh, one year we had the opportunity to take the games to a festival or fair about 40, 50 miles up the road the same weekend. Uh, I worked games, but I also helped set up rides. So that week, I helped my dad and my brother set up our roller coaster. It was a shift coaster. You know, not a huge park ride, but it was our big ride. And I think it was about 45 feet by 100 feet in foot, footprint. And I think the highest part of the ride was maybe about 14 feet off the ground. Uh, but it had these big, heavy sections of track, uh, and I had to help carry them. So I worked all day out there. I was sweaty and greasy. And as soon as we got the roller coaster put together, my dad put me in a truck, drove me over to the next lot. I went into the bathroom of a trailer we had parked there, but I didn't have time to take a shower or a bath. So what I did is I went in, and I used uh, Gojo, which is like a grease cleaner. I cleaned my face. 
and my arms from the ends of my sleeves down to my fingers and my legs from the hem of my short pants down to the tops of my socks. And I went and got open. I worked my kitty high striker that night. And it turned out it was a good thing because that Thursday night was the only night that my game really made any money that week. But it was one of those times that I remember now that taught me a great lesson as far as how sometimes very good uh, just being there, showing up, and doing your best is more important than perfection. Or as we used to say, we're not going for style points. And I've tried to remember the lessons that I learned from my carnival days as I've been building my online businesses. And an example that comes to mind is when I recorded my first video. Uh, I had been waiting for over a year to record my first one. And I had given myself a deadline of New Year's Day that year to get it accomplished. A friend of mine, Robin Hallett, had communicated with me through Skype and helped me figure out how to set my screen so I'd know that I was recording myself and that my face was roughly in the middle of the screen. But I couldn't figure out how to get the volume quite right. So I asked Santa to bring me a headset with a microphone for Christmas. I got it. And I sat down to record my first video. And the audio levels were fine, but at that point I didn't have an intro. I didn't know how to create an intro, and I didn't have anybody who I could ask to do it for me. So I said, instead of waiting until next week or next month, or in this case it would have been next year, I decided to just go ahead and sing at the intro. So I did that. It was uh, Christmas Carol by Nat King Cole. And people seemed to like me singing at the beginning of these videos to the point that I've continued to do it every time I record one. Um, I think some people even enjoy the singing as much as, if not more, than the messages. But I'm glad they enjoy them, and recently I even started recording full-length versions of the songs that I use on these videos. And since some people have requested that they be able to hear them, I've started posting the music before I post these messages. Uh, and that's just an example of how deciding to do it and do it as well as I could at that time as opposed to waiting until it could be perfect or closer to perfect worked for me and I think it'll work for you. Of course, this isn't always the case. Even I have sometimes uh, dragged down by the old gremlin of is it good enough, is it ready? And I'll talk about that in the next segment. Yeah, so let's talk about my book, Leading You Out of the Darkness Into the Light. A Blind Man's Guide to Success. Um, I started writing that book at the request of Eve Kovula, who challenged me to write it as part of an online summit that she invited me to take part in. I started in August. The plan was to have it ready to sell or give away in September. For one reason or another, the summit fell through for me, but I continued writing the book. And I would say about October it was probably finished. However, I kept thinking, it's not big enough. It's not long enough. There's not enough pages. I mean, it ended up being 80 pages. Of course, I've been told that for a small book, it offers a lot of impact and, and has helped and can help people change their lives. So that was something I had to come to terms with. I kept putting it off until finally I sent it to a good friend of mine on the West Coast who's a coach. And after reading it, she basically said, Max, if you don't send this thing off to your editor, I'm going to send it to her for you. So I finally sent it to my editor, Lorraine Regulie, 
of wordingwell.com. And she took what I had and made it much better, turned it into chapters, uh, made the exercises make more sense as far as their location and order. And the book ended up being very, very good. It's gotten lots of great reviews. And I think I have helped some people by them reading it. But it could have been released so much sooner. It finally became available on Amazon in January. Uh, I could have released it much sooner. But I just had that worry. Is it good enough? Uh, is it grand enough? Are there enough exercises? Are people really even going to care what I have to say? And, of course, people had been telling me for a long time that the fact that I do what I do is inspiring. But when you're sitting in, at home in your room with your laptop and it's pretty much you and the screen or the screen reader and the four walls and, if you're lucky, a good dog like Penny, um, those gremlins can jump up and bite you or at least try to. But I did finally send the book off. Uh, it got edited and formatted and uploaded. And I was able to go back to my core belief after I sent it to the, to the editor, which is if is I do what I can as well as I can today and then either do it better or do more tomorrow. As soon as Lorraine had a PDF document for me to, to use, I decided to upload it to sales.com, which is a site where you can sell your own electronic products. Um, uploaded it there and started selling it there while we were waiting for it to be available on Amazon and CreateSpace. That was one of my, you know, doing it as well as I can right now. Because I really had waited too long, and I didn't want to wait more, spend more time, let more time pass, uh, waiting for it to be available on Amazon, because that's where everybody else's books are sold as Amazon. And I hope you can understand there. On the one hand, I failed to follow my own advice, and it cost me time. It uh, cost me the opportunity to help more people, to help them sooner. But then after that, I relearned my own lesson and took my own advice and started selling the book on sales and then later Amazon Create Space. And when I decided to offer the autograph copies, I went back to sales because that was just the easiest way for me to do it. Um, I hope that you know that you can follow from my example. Uh, even somebody who appears to have it together and appears to be successful can fall into that old trap of "Am I good enough?" and fail to follow his or her, her own advice. And before I continue, I want to mention that I've made a decision on the ebook. Um, I have several projects in the works, including a second ebook and an online audio course to teach people how they too can use uh, podcast and radio show interviews to reach a wider audience, to share their story, and to promote their brands. And in an effort of promoting these and to have them make a bigger splash than my first ebook did back in January, I've decided that if you will subscribe to my email list that I will send you a free copy of the ebook. The regular print and autograph copies will still be for sale on the website. Uh, and if you wish to make a donation, the PayPal button will still be there on the website. But if you want to read the book, work through the exercises, and start on the process of changing your own life, then just go to www.theblindblogger.net, 
fill out the short subscription form, click the confirmation link when you get that in your email. And uh, as soon as I get the notification from AWeber that you're signed up, I'll send you your free copy. And uh, to one of those projects that I mentioned, the online course. About four weeks ago, a friend of mine, Michael Babcock, he asked me to share some of my tips with him. And I sent him an email. And afterwards, he wrote back and said, Max, you really need to turn your tips, your experiences in this area into a course. And he suggested I start recording an online course. And so I told him, okay, I'll do it. I think that if I record about two or three hours, I can cover it all. And I should be able to do that in about two weeks. He said, okay, according to my calendar, that would be July 19th. I said, okay, we'll set a deadline of the 19th, and I'm going to consider you my accountability partner. And as I record each audio, I'm going to send it to you, and you can give me feedback so hopefully I can improve as I'm going along through the process. And with given the Houston heat and humidity, which, yeah, it's expected, but I didn't expect my air conditioner to almost give out on me like it has. So even given the the fact that in my house I'm having to record stuff late at night or early in the morning and it put my body off schedule a little bit, even considering having to go to physical therapy uh, two times a week, which takes up at least six hours going, uh, coming back from being there, recovering from after I get home. Uh, even with all that, I did manage to meet the goal of recording the audios and if you're on my mailing list or if you're in a couple of the groups that I belong to, you've gotten the emails. And right now I have several people who are listening to the audios as beta testers and who are going to give me their, their review of how well I did and what they think, I, if anything, I need to change. So far I've had one friend of mine contact me and say that she thinks the audio needs to be edited better and has offered to help me with that. I don't know at this time if I'm going to wait to re-edit the audios or if I'm going to release them and then edit them after the fact. Uh, also, I've been told that I need to work more on my marketing campaign for the release. So uh, I had a goal of August 3rd. I may be going to push that back to the 10th or the 17th, which will allow me to do more work as far as pre-promotion. And it will also allow me to do more radio shows where I can mention the course. And I still have time if you would like to listen to the audios on a beta version and give me your feedback. Or if you would like to be an affiliate salesperson for the course when it goes live. Or if you just want to support me by doing a blog post or sharing on social media, I'd be happy to send you the link to the audios so you can be informed and know what you're talking about if and when you decide to mention them online. Um, just email me. It's just ask at the blindblogger.net and tell me you want to help me with the online audio course. Um, I think that shows that I have learned. I am following my own lessons as far as doing it as well as I can and then doing it better as I go forward. I hope that by listening to some of these experiences of mine, it's helped you to understand that it may be great to seek perfection. But if trying to make it absolutely perfect is keeping you from something amazing, then that's not good for you. That's not good for me. That's not good for anybody out there who would be helped by your, your, your book, your audios, your video, your uh, whatever it is that you happen to be working on. 
The world needs your contribution. It needs your very best. Uh, perfection is a great thing to go after. But your very best would be, would be a waste if uh, you didn't share it with the rest of us. Well, I want to thank you for continuing to support me, whether you watch the video, listen to the audio, or read the blog post. And I want to challenge you to share at least one thing with me this week in the comments section. I want to know one thing that you've been putting off that you know would be good for you, for your business, for your family, for whatever aspect of your life. You know it would be a great thing if you would just move forward and take action. What is that one thing you've been putting off or that you used to put off? I, I want to hear that you've actually taken action on it, that you've accepted that a excellent, very good, or even good enough is better than not doing it at all. And that's what happens when we're waiting on perfection. When we wait for that perfect time, that perfect moment, uh, the perfect, uh, even the perfect time of day can be hard to, to find. I mean, I should know that. I share a house with several people, and I'm recording this at uh, 6 o'clock or so in the morning just so I can be sure I won't be interrupted while I'm recording. So perfection is great to go for it to seek it, to run after it. But if you're letting it keep you from taking action, then it's not good for you. And I want you to share at least one thing with me where you have decided to put off perfection and uh, accept excellent or very good or amazing or a miracle, however you look to see it. Uh, if you don't feel comfortable sharing in the comments, you can always email me, just ask at theblindblogger.net. I want to thank you again for continuing to support me. Uh, thank you. God bless you. And until next time, take care out there. Bye.